Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, from us here at TRB. Yes, we're doing an episode on a holiday. We're working on holidays. Getting time and a half of nothing. That's cool. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, whether it's before you're eating, after you're eating, tired from being so full. Uh, hopefully you had some pie. Hopefully not a pie in the face because you lost some kind of Star Wars bet with a family member. But either way, whatever you're doing, I know it's a crazy different type of year and a lot of people aren't doing anything this Thanksgiving. So we're just glad you're here to, joining us on this episode of the Resistance Broadcast. Um, I'm John, yep. James and Lacey with me as always. Uh, we're going to have a cool discussion later on where we're going to talk about just does Star Wars uh, rely too much on familiarity and does it need to? Is it able? Is it going to be able to eventually branch out completely? So we're going to just bop some ideas around, have some fun talking about that idea. And obviously we want to know what you think too. Uh, but we have other stuff to get into before that. But... Uh, guys, I know this is a uh, a weird year. My family's, uh, you know, everyone has their own thing. My family's canceled their their major Thanksgiving stuff. But why don't we pretend it's a normal year? What do you what do you guys normally do on Thanksgivings? I know we've probably talked about this last year and the year before and such. But on a on a bright and shiny year, what normally goes on uh, tradition wise for you guys on Thanksgivings? Um. For me, it's Christmas is the more interesting one because we like go back and forth between my wife's family and, and my family. So it's kind of like, oh, whose year is it to spend with what family? But Thanksgiving is really cool because I think we just kind of like pick a day, like somebody gets Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. I think it's usually my wife's family. And then like my my family, we just go like, whatever Friday, it doesn't really matter. And then we just, <laughs> I, we just go there like the next day and we basically just have a second Thanksgiving the next day. Um, or, or like on Saturday like or whatever it is. Thanksgiving meal stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. It's just like my sister usually is the one who prepares it. Um, and so she just, uh, she just goes, you know, they have like a small meal or something on Thursday, but then they know that like the big family Thanksgiving is actually on now, Saturday or whatever. Do they have turkeys in Ohio? Do you guys eat like penguins and pigeons and stuff like that? What is a turkey? <laughs> I'm just going by last week when uh, Lacey was talking about uh, how crazy Ohio sounds. Uh, Lacey, what? No, yeah. And, and we have beggars night too. And you're like, what the heck is that? Mm-hmm. Lacey, what about yeah. you? What, what, what goes on in... Uh, in your family, usually on Thanksgiving. Well, this year I'm not doing anything, which is actually a benefit for me because I can eat ridiculous amounts of food and no one could judge me because I made it myself in my own house. So as someone that enjoys ca- plans being canceled, this is my year. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You don't need excuses. It's just No, nah, just staying at home, leaving yeah. the PJs on. Um, I normally go to... I my husband's family's house in New Jersey, but that's not happening. This mm. year. Do you are you making? Uh, do you know what you're making today for yourself and Matt? I'm everything. You're doing a turkey. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Well, you could buy uh, like pieces of turkey, like not the full thing. You can. You're buy, gonna do a turkey mm-hmm. leg. Not you're a leg. Be like you can just buy the breast. <laughs> it doesn't have to be the leg. <laughs> Just picture watching Mando with a turkey leg just living. I mean, life. that would be pretty oh, yeah. baller, but yeah. uh, no. I'll make all the sides, though, and yeah. stuff. I like having leftovers, I, so. 
That's key. I read, that is key. Mm-hmm. I read today that 40% of all cream of mushroom soup sold in the United States is used to make green bean casserole. casserole. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, like, Campbell's oh, is like, yeah. it's our time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. You, usually, um, we alternate between Kathleen's family and my family, um, but not this year. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty traditional. Get together with families, watch football, do the whole side dishes and and uh, and uh, turkey and then um, dessert, coffee. And uh, obviously, we sprinkle some beers in and stuff like that. But the nap, can I, can I ask which you guys, is the most important for me. Naps are good. M- macaroni and cheese. Is that a Thanksgiving item or not? Depends on the family. Some families yeah. it is. Some families yeah. it isn't. I've never had it, but I would appreciate it because I love mac and cheese. Yeah, I think Kathleen's family does it. My family doesn't. It's so weird. I When I m- married Rachel and we started having Thanksgiving at her house, I was I was as blown away as if they were to be like, like mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving? What are you talking about? I, I could not believe they did not have macaroni and cheese. I was like, what? And then I asked my family about it and they say, yeah, we only really do that because James likes macaroni and cheese. And I was like... <laughs> What? Now, James, is it you too? Is it like crappy macaroni and cheese, like Kraft, or is it? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think we've ever done that. I think usually it's like Velveeta or homemade. Oh, all right. Yeah. The best yeah. recipe for people at home looking for one is Alton Brown's mac and cheese recipe. So I know we got to get into the Star Wars stuff here, but and I'll check that one out. But what's Star Wars? My mother-in-law does this thing where she'll she'll crunch up like a certain type of chip that goes into it to make it almost like a little bit of a, it has this cool crunchy taste to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I mean, you can mock it, but it's good. Don't, don't mock it until you try it. Um, All right. <laughs> you mean in, in uh, macaroni and cheese? Yeah. 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 I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll have to figure out what the chip was, but it, it's delicious. <laughs> um, what are you mocking my mother-in-law's? It's, it's probably Fritos. That's what most people put into stuff. Into macaroni and cheese? No, Everything. I would think it would be Lay's. No, I think it's like Fritos. Tortilla. I think it's tortilla, maybe. Tortillas? I would bet money really? it's Fritos. Corn chips. I don't know. Um, but you know what? You know what is kind of crazy? <laughs> Thinking about like Thanksgiving, Black Friday tomorrow. Uh, hopefully, people aren't <laughs> packing stores. So uh, A lot of stores the- are already doing their Black Fridays online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the Mando Fan Show coming back live tomorrow night. Chapter 13 of The Mandalorian, which means we're done with the halfway point where we have uh, reached the second half, well into the second half now. Um, Dave Filoni directing that one, co-writing that one, or maybe just writing that one. And uh, Yoshi Vu, uh, previous guest on uh, this show, uh, who Mm -hmm. is um, an artist who has worked on uh, Star Wars Episode Nine and Mandalorian Season 1, is going to join us to talk about this uh, chapter and uh, give his take um, from his perspective as uh, an artist and also just as a fan because he loves it. So uh, I love uh, having Yoshi. I'm glad to have him back. So I'm pumped about that. I'm sure you guys are fired up too. They're nodding. So that's good. Uh, live tomorrow night, 830 <laughs> East on YouTube.com slash Star Wars Newsnet videos. Uh, join us live. It's always better live. Uh, but don't worry, mm-hmm. as always, if you can't, it will be on all the podcast apps and on the channel as well. Um, all right, so now let's get into the show here. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, if you will. 
You could have said turkey and potatoes. Really would have Turkey's sold the meat. whole Thanksgiving thing. Turkey is meat. Let's get into the pink stuff, guys. <laughs> get out of here, James. James, take us into our, our segment. What, what are we doing? I fear nothing for all this as the force wills it. John, we're doing Will the Force. Are you going to do it? Because you, you don't allow me to do it anymore. It's your brand. I'll do it. You want me to do it? Do it. Okay. I fear nothing because all is as the force wills it back, baby. <laughs> um, all right so yeah so we're gonna do will the force this week we got a couple questions specifically uh some were submitted by our resistance officers how how do you do that how how does one even begin to submit a question to will the force well you become a patron. You become a resistance officer by heading over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast at the $5 major level. You're able to start submitting questions and we'll take those. We'll take the good ones um, or, or not. Sometimes we just, Hey, we shake it up. Uh, make sure everybody gets a turn. $5 major level allows you to start submitting questions to uh, will the force. And uh, that that's not it though. I mean, there's guys, I don't want to get into it too much. You've heard it a thousand times, but there's so much else going on over there. We got all the extra mini episodes, the discord chat, uh, specialty merch. We do the, the Q and a and uh, the generals and admirals get a specific like hangout session once a month where we just like talk about, life and other things and kind of laugh and giggle about the stuff that's going on in the world. Um, it's always a good time, always a good time. But if you want to submit questions, join at the $5 tier and, uh, you can get your question right on the show and we'll, we'll answer it. Um, before we get into that, though, I do want to shout out the generals that I was just talking to. That's Carmelo, Andrew Staley, uh, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, Davis, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gellner, Kendall Gellner and Paul Olson, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, we that's uh, the you guys are the best, all of you. Um, thank you so much for being generals and supporting us uh, at the 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 highest level you can. Um, but let's get into the show, guys. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Will the Force, we're going back and forth. Here we go. Oh. Daisy Ridley's recent comments cast more doubt on her returning to Star Wars in the future. Taking what she said into consideration, will we see her play Rey again in the future? Um, I listened to, to Monday's episode, so I think I know what John's going to say on this one. Lacey, what do you think? You listened to that? Oh. John, stop. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, my answer is I think Ray will definitely come back. You do? D- yeah. uh, do you think episode 10? Yeah, I think that the the Star Wars kind of saga is now hers, so to speak. Like, she is the future of Star Wars, so it makes sense that the next episode will be, she'll be back for it. And I think she's just great, mm. and, you know, so many people look up to her that it's just an easy move for Disney to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Uh, John, uh, what do you think? Yeah, no surprises here. She, she's coming back. Uh, she's just playing the Finland game and trying to stay neutral and and um respecting the bookend of episode nine while also uh not saying things like nope i'm done chips in the center of the table basically the stuff all the other actors did uh i think she's doing it the right way uh being a pro about it and i think that goes a long way and i think um 
as Kathleen Kennedy sitting there still wondering what they're supposed to be doing with movies increases the chances of bringing back a character you know people love. Uh, I don't necessarily think it'll be soon, but I think I'm still at like 90%. We're going to see Ray back in the mix in live action movies. Not, I don't think series. I, I think it will be feature films. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, I think that she will. Um, my thing is, is like, I'm, I'm just not really that concerned with how much planning there is going on right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think they were signed to their, their, their contracts and they played out the contracts and right now there's nothing being signed or nothing that says, okay, well, you know, you're hooked, you know, five years, 10 years down the line from now. And I think they're all kind of playing that long game. Um, because, uh, I think they all watched the original trilogy, bring back those characters years down the line. And they're all aware that no matter how they feel right now, at some point, Lucasfilm is probably going to want to continue those stories. And they're all aware that like, hey, there hasn't been any talks, but you got you got to know that at some point those those three individuals are going to be approached again about returning to, to play those characters. And 40 years. Yeah, I mean, a different story, different story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they waited a long time, and then George had to do one, two, and three. He wasn't going to do seven, eight, and nine before one, two, and three. And yeah, just, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Daisy Ridley eventually will play right again in the future. Um, speaking of what I was talking about earlier, uh, a Patreon resistance officer submission, uh, Major Mick Elvis uh, asked this question and wanted to know, with the Skywalker saga uh, ostensibly ended and John Williams retired, will we ever again hear the iconic theme music and see the famous opening crawl at the beginning of a Star Wars film? Um, John, I'm bouncing to you first on this one. What do you think? Branding, baby. Nostalgia. Absolutely. And it might pair right along with that, what I just said about Ray coming back. Um, I personally think they should have kept it for all their movies. Uh, the the cold open thing with Rogue One, I think, is a mistake to this day. I know they had a uh, crawl that they threw out. Um, Solo, I thought, was uh, an interesting spin on it. Uh, Solo is flawless, so that's perfect. Uh, but I, I do think we'll get that again. Um, and they'll... It's one of those... It's an institution. The Star Wars opening crawl is an institution in cinema. And I don't think you throw that out if you have it. Uh, so I think we'll get it back. And my guess would be it's when they continue this line, however they do it, whenever they do it. Lacey, are we getting that Star Wars crawl back? Yeah, I think we'll get it back when we see Ray again. I don't know if they're going to do it for the other movies, but they're definitely going to do it for the next episode 10 with Ray. Yeah. Guys, this is tricky because I feel like we already answered this question by answering the last question. <laughs> um, but I will say this. I didn't, when I was thinking of these in my head, when I was answering them, just reading the show notes to myself, I actually said, Daisy Ridley coming back, yes. Will we? Are we ever going to see the crawl again? No. Well, that's interesting. Um, Why'd you say I that? I don't, I don't, I, well, I I understand it doesn't make sense because if Ridley's coming back for episode 10, of course they're going to bring the crawl back. (laughs) But I, when I was reading the question, I definitely was thinking this is, that's the end of that chapter. That's the end of that thing. 
and they've already clearly stated that they they're willing to make the jump and they've doubled down on making that jump by doing it twice now it wasn't like we messed up with rogue one we brought it back for solo our bad um they 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 double dipped and and did it in solo as well um and they don't do it in the mandalorian obviously it's a little bit different but um i re- i really think that uh when it comes to all of the future star wars properties that are not saga films um yeah it's gone it's it's gone for good and they'll probably never do it again the exception to that is if they in fact do do episode 10 i think we're all in agreement there at least i said do do and i hate when i when people do that <laughs> all right um <laughs> moving on to our next question uh this idea was lighting up in uh the live chat the other day on the Mando fan show and we wanted to bring it uh back here uh we were talking a little bit about ming chen um and we also we posted the poll on Twitter, uh, and now it's your it's our turn to answer on the show. Um, kind of stumbling through that. Here's the point. The question is: Will Moff Gideon kill Bo-Katan in the Mandalorian? That's it, guys. That's a it. It's a tough question, but Lacey, what answer are you coming up with? Yeah, this was a really interesting take from that Mando fan show episode with Ming that we kind of got on the discussion of Moff Gideon and how for him to be truly evil, he would need to kill someone. And previous, before we knew Bo-Katan was showing up, we kind of said the armorer might die or, you know, um, Cara Dune might die or Grief Karga might die at the hand of Moff Gideon to really drive him forward as that bad character. So once we got Bo-Katan in the show, it's like naturally she kind of shoots to the top of that list. So... I think he might kill her because then it would heartbreakingly end her line. Obviously, she set up that importance of her being the last of her Mm -hmm. line. But then it also kind of drives that revenge for the Darksaber, for the Mandalorian to get it from Moff Gideon. Like if he kills her while she's trying to get it, the Mandalorian's going to feel the need to to get that Darksaber because right now he doesn't have that need yet. Um, so I mm-hmm. think this could be that that action to to get get them kind of head to head and to make yep, him the makes, Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, John, what do you think? I I hope so. Um, and I don't say that in a glib way to like for fans of yeah. the character, but I I am a big big proponent of. Uh, fortifying your villains by them doing something heinous and horrible. Um, and again, that Kylo Ren example in The Force Awakens, like Abrams and Kasdan nailed it by having him take out Han Solo because then everybody hated him. And mm-hmm. maybe for some people until that point, he was just this punk, you know, Vader ripoff. And then he does the most evil thing in Star Wars you could think of. Um, so I, I hope that type of thing happens and, and it's a good character to do too. Also because... I don't want Clone Wars characters overshadowing the Mandalorian as a program. And I felt like in that episode with Bo-Katan and uh, that crew, Mando got a little uh, side character a little bit there, uh, except when he did that dive with the explosives. Um, so I, I think this show is too important to stand on its own uh, with Din Djarin and, and and the child that I don't want to see it become the Clone Wars live action series. So for all those reasons, uh, I, I would love to see it. So I'm going to just say, uh, I think it, I think he will kill her. 
Yeah, so we it, when it was brought up on the show, I really liked all of the reasons as to why it's going to happen. And as we're doing it right now, both John and Lacey, you, you gave perfect, great examples of why it should happen. And I'm with you. I hope it does happen. But I am going to play the odds, and I'm going to say it, it will not happen because there are so many other possibilities, um, different routes they could take to tell a story. And this is only one option. So you got to play. It's like one in a hundred or something, you know, options. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the, the chance that as cool as that story would be as meaningful as it is. Um, uh, I, I think that the, the odds are in my favor that Moff Gideon will not be the one who kills Bo-Katan, but it's a great story and I like it. And I kind of hope it does happen. I kind of hope I'm wrong on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, we're going to ask, uh, one more, or I shouldn't say we, because it was commander Alexander Zoukas, uh, who asked the question. Um, but Alexander wanted to know, will the child be reunited with his kind by the end of the show, breaking up the original clan of two, or will the child stay with Din? Um, John, I think you're going first on this one. What do you got? Uh, I think Din Djarin's dying by the end of this in this in the series finale, and um, uh, so I think the child is gonna kind of be on not on his own, but um, with other people or reunited with his um, family or whatever. Because Mando's nowhere to be heard from or seen in the sequel trilogy era. I know he'd be in his like sixties or seventies, but they need to explain that in some way. And westerns, I mean, look at Logan; they like doing that sort of thing where the hero goes out at the end. Uh, finishing his mission so um, I think it's uh, I think they're going to split up but not because of hey good seeing you buddy you know I think it's going to be one of those situations it's interesting I've never considered him dying like having to make a choice of his own life versus baby Yoda and he's like this is the way and then he like (laughs) runs into it or something Lacey what do you think Uh, baby on his own I think one of the main themes of Star Wars is finding your belonging and finding your family. And this story is no different. It's about someone that was, and this goes with the Mandalorian as well. It's about finding your family when you're left by yourself. And like you think you're all alone, but it's not about who your direct family is. It's who you decide that your family is. So I don't think he's going to be reunited with his kind. I think he's going to be with the family that he's chosen by the end of this series. Yep. So I think I'm with Lacey. Um, Because I can't... I mean, as cool as it would be, I feel like they already kind of stepped a little bit into that sacred... Yoda space by even making the character in the first right, place. Right. So being able to reunite that with his kind, that probably means you're going to see like a bunch of Yodas and stuff. And I, I just I think don't think they're going to leave it. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to leave it open ended to that degree. Um, it, it brings up a good question of, of whether he's alive or not, but I think, I think the question being is, is he going to go away from Din or is he going to stay with him? alive or dead, I think he's going to stay with him. I think that the question there being that um, he's, they're not going to separate on, on good terms. It would be, I, I'm with you till the end. Uh, and then maybe the character dies or doesn't, but I, I don't think that clan of two um, is, is going to be separated by anything other than the inevitable. So yeah, um, I'm saying they stick together. Two of a kind <laughs> now and forever, always together birds of a feather. <clears throat> 
right. That's it for <laughs> Will of the Force. Uh, John, we have a pretty good discussion uh, happening this week. Uh, can you tell us what we're talking about? Sure. Um, uh, before we get into it, I uh, just want to send people over to uh, jewelrybrands.shop. Uh, they have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, we've been partnering with them with some cool monthly giveaways, including our Mando code. This is just an item of theirs. Oh yeah, from their uh, site. And if you want some of their cool stuff, uh, check out. And you want to save money at checkout? Use a uh, TRB and you get ten percent off. So, um, but yeah, our discussion this week: Does Star Wars rely too much on familiarity? Obi Wan once thought as you do. Uh, so basically, the premise here, uh, The Mandalorian was a fresh new series with new characters until it wasn't. Uh, we just talked about it in Will of the Force. It's funny how things tie together. Uh, the sequel trilogy had to hang close to the original characters. Rogue One was nudged right up against the original Star Wars film, incorporating a lot of familiar names, locations, and faces. And Solo, of course, was about Han Solo. Uh, so the question is, is Star Wars a franchise that can truly break away from the core and still draw the masses? Or is it a franchise that needs to stay close to what made people love it? Does Star Wars rely too much on familiarity? And does it have to? So, uh, I'm going to start by saying I don't think Star Wars is the wide, vast, open universe of storytelling that they think or that they want it to be. It's never going to be that type of thing like a Marvel where you can just go way out and do these things and make it work. Um, I feel like Star Wars is way more central focused based on how George Lucas created it. And even when he went back and did his prequels, how he just kept tying everything together and making the universe smaller and, you know, Anakin built C-3PO and all these things. He made it all about this family. And it's such a big core for over the last 40 years i'm not sure if you're going to be able to keep diehard fans yes but i'm talking the masses i'm not sure you're going to be able to keep those people in uh with brand new stuff without having the sense of familiarity so do they rely on it too much right now absolutely uh even the animated series you had all these cameos of familiar characters showing up and this week on rebels lando calrissian showing up um uh and do do they have to i think they might but i'm here to maybe have my opinion changed on that so uh i'll open it up whoever wants to grab it grab it and uh let's have a fun chat about this go ahead james why me because i feel like i went first last time (laughs) Uh, well yeah i i don't know i mean um i think i think the only the only part of that that I really side with and, and agree with totally is is the right now. I think right now they still do probably lean more heavily, but um, but I do really feel strongly that uh, that it absolutely can break away, and I think my biggest evidence for that has to be the Mandalorian um, because. Because I know in your description there, you describe it as the Mandalorian was totally new until it wasn't, but they have not introduced anything in the Mandalorian yet that is reliant on the Galactic Civil War or any of the characters that were involved in that 
Um, and I know you're you're pointing to Bo Katan and you're pointing to Ahsoka Tano well, the and Empire. those familiar I mean, aspects. <laughs> yeah, I I mean I get I guess, but to me, like that stuff is 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 just um the 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 mood the tone the the space you know what I mean like yeah. that's saying like oh well they can't break away from it because that character looks like Admiral Akbar and it's like no you're talking about species and ships and 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 weapons and and lingo and dialogue and stuff like that that is the stuff that that is the the heart and soul of of Star Wars that just makes Star Wars what it is but the 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 characters themselves are are not reliant and for. 90% of people easily everything that they've shown us in the Mandalorian is brand new even though diehard fans are familiar with those things there's very few people that are like oh can can we can we not with Bo-Katan and Ahsoka I'm tired of these characters for 90% of the people this is this is a a, a perfect illustration of totally sidestepping everything that star Wars has ever done before and giving us new Jedis and, and what the heck most people don't even know what a Mandalorian is. They've never seen it. They they're like aware that it's kind of like Boba Fett, but it's like loosely related, you know? Yeah. I, I just, i really strongly feel like the Mandalorian is the perfect example of Lucasfilm saying, no, um, this doesn't have anything to do with all of the other movies that we've done before. There are no Han Solos in this. There are no Death Stars in this. There's no Darth Vader in this. Um, and it stands entirely on its own. And I have more to add to this, but I, I want Lacey to jump in now that she's kind of seen both sides where, where me and you stand on it. Yeah, I think that the the stance that you're taking, James, is a little different than what, when I read this question, I took it as. I took it as, does it rely too much on fam- familiar... Ugh, God, this is such a hard word. I've had problems with this word before. <laughs> Familiarity with uh, characters that are Star Wars characters. Um, and the way that you're using the Mandalorian as an example, I'm going to use the Mandalorian as an example of when we went into season one of the Mandalorian, you're completely right. There was so much there that the normal person wouldn't know what was going on. I would say even a lot of maybe casual Star Wars fans didn't know. And then even further, diehard Star Wars fans, it was all new. There was no baggage. There was no Luke Skywalker, no Han Solo, no any of that stuff. We're getting Mm -hmm. into season two. And over the summer, as we got these rumors of who's going to be in the season, which, by the way, I stand by that I wish I didn't know that, uh, who we knew was going to be showing up in season two, I can't help but feel as a diehard Star Wars fan that I'm like, okay, the reason that I really loved The Mandalorian was because it was completely new. Because there were no fan expectations of characters. There were nothing of this doesn't look like this and this isn't right and this isn't how I pictured this person and oh, I know this, you don't know that type of kind of... The Star Wars fandom at times kind of uses what people know as like a one-up. Like, oh, I read this book, so I know what this character is. Therefore, clearly I'm more of a fan than you. Do you know what I mean? So I think that with season two in particular, while I've loved every single thing they've done, and I wouldn't change a thing about it, I can't help but have this itch in the back of my head where I'm just like, 
But why do we need to introduce these characters? Why did we have to bring in the Darksaber? Why did we have to bring in Bo-Katan? Why did we have to bring in Ahsoka? Why did we have to bring in Cobb Vanth and Boba Fett? Why couldn't the story just be the story of itself with the Mandalorian and these new characters that we've already fallen in love with? Why do we have to then grapple and grab on to these characters that we're so already attached to as Star Wars fans that we have to drag them into this property? And I feel like we saw it with Rogue One, which naturally, of course, it had something to do with the Galactic Empire and the fight and all that stuff, which is understandable. But their marketing was mostly Darth Vader. And he's in that movie not that much. And they were like, Darth Vader, Darth Vader, Darth Vader. And then with the sequel trilogy, hey, I love Rogue One. Sequel trilogy, they pushed, you know, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Leia, Palpatine, all these things, which is understandable. That's the story. But at the same time, you had characters like Finn, Rey, uh, Poe Dameron, Rose, Phasma, Kylo Ren, that could have carried the series on their own without the baggage of that other stuff, to me in particular. And I feel like they've fallen back on it more times than not where they've said, okay, well, this is cool and I'm glad you like this new character, but hey, here's this other character that I know you really love. And I can't help but ask, hey, why aren't we just letting the Mandalorian be the Mandalorian? Why does he need Bo-Katan? Because you didn't necessarily need her to be in the show to explain what the Darksaber is. You could have had that in a back story, someone giving a monologue, you know, Moff Gideon, whatever. You could have had her mentioned But the question is, why are they bringing these characters into live action in the sense of, are they dragging down the new characters or kind of taking the spotlight away? That's how Mm -hmm. I took this question. But I see how you're taking it, which is more of like, oh, is Luke Skywalker involved type thing? I wonder if Mm. Disney, probably more so Disney than Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm's like, yeah, we have full confidence that this was going to crush but I sure. wonder if Disney in the back of their minds are like, if they didn't do the Baby Yoda thing, what does this series look like from an overall general audience perspective? And that's a fair question to throw out there because that character, we've beaten this like a dead horse, has transcended Star Wars into the pop culture lexicon more than Darth Vader uh at this point or maybe as much everybody as knows back what it in is. the yeah. 80s yeah a plush so it, is now circling the globe up in space yeah exactly so it's a fair question and disney has to be thinking about that we've only done one of these series so far and that's the next that's an x factor that we're not going to have in this series or this series and we talked about that about uh it was a week or two two weeks ago do the other series need their baby yoda right so that that's it, it makes it fits into this argument, not argument. It fits into this discussion because while the Yoda, uh, the the Mandalorian angle, I agree, James. You make a great point that to the general audience, this is all new. They don't know who Ahsoka is. They don't know who Bo-Katan is. All this stuff. That they are still pulling from the well of George Lucas with Ahsoka uh, when she does eventually arrive. She is the direct apprentice of Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader. That's very close knit stuff, and the general audience is going to learn that in some way or another. Uh, who she is, uh, especially if they decide to go off and give her her own series. Uh, They're going to really explore that and connect her right to Darth Vader and right to Anakin Skywalker. So uh, the the one arm is still right on that original tree. Um, And I'm just curious if 
Star Wars always needs to have that arm on that tree uh, in some way or another. And and you know what? Maybe that's fine. I, I might be fine with that. Like, maybe I don't need... Hey, we're just going over here to this part of the galaxy to tell you this series about these people that you've never heard of that have nothing to do with the Galactic Civil War or anything going on in the prequels with Palpatine and the rise of his empire or anything to do with the sequel trilogy. We're just going to tell you this story about these roughnecks who are doing this thing. I don't know that people care about that. I, I, I feel like there's certain elements, and I think we touched on this in our live panel in Chicago, there's certain elements of Star Wars that you're always going to need in Star Wars. You're going to need your lightsabers, you're going to need your Jedi, you're going to need your Sith or dark side users, uh, or also something that looks like a stormtrooper but isn't. Like There's a TIE fighter that sounds like a TIE fighter but it's something else. They, they've kept things similar in terms of recognition. So you know you're right. in Star yeah. Wars. You know what I mean? I feel like you're just describing the world because if they didn't do those things, then it would be like, this could be just any normal sci-fi well, that's show. That's kind of what I'm saying, yeah. So, yeah. And if, 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 if you I don't count those things. I think those things are always just going to be there. Then it's not galactic yeah. because it's, you know what I'm saying? Like something in our galaxy is going to be completely different from what's going on here. And Star Wars, you can't make that direct comp, I guess. So if they do want to say this takes place in a different part of the galaxy, unknown regions, even though they're getting a little more known every time we talk about them, uh, this is happening and these things are totally different. These things don't exist. I, I don't know how far they can stretch that rubber band before it snaps. Well, another another point that I was thinking about going into this is... Um, not not only do I feel very confident that Mandalorian has already taken that step forward, uh, we're not going to get that with Cassian. We're not going to get that with Obi-Wan. We already know that because of the characters involved. Right, uh, and, and the question is the who's going to show up is always the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, is that um, Disney has already announced two other properties that absolutely are going to do this. Now, the question of whether those things are really going to happen or not, but <laughs> Ryan Johnson stuff is absolutely away from all that stuff they they've said they are even if even if that stuff never happens they've already stated that that's where they want to go they do want to separate themselves clearly from all the other stuff that's happening to a to a very strong but, degree but if it doesn't um, it happen, has nothing to do with all that other doesn't stuff. that support i understand the argument? no it doesn't because <laughs> what i'm saying is no it doesn't john because the thing is is that it's about what they want to do, what they want to move forward with. And if they felt that they couldn't do it, um, then they wouldn't be trying to make it happen. And Ryan Johnson's is not the only one. Leslie Headland's show is also supposed to take place in the pocket and totally away from all of this other stuff. That's then two properties that they've said it's absolutely happening. We are doing that's going to go even further and even beyond what you've seen already in the Mandalorian. This stuff has nothing to do with all the other star Wars. It's still in the star Wars universe, but it's over here and it's in a pocket. And I think the only thing you're going to come across are mild aesthetics when it comes to like sure. ships and sounds and aliens and maybe planets, whatever, but you're not, you, you aren't, going to be faced with characters and other things that are really heavy in that. And, um, and, and again, like I, this is a minor point. I just wanted to touch on it. Cause you said, Lacey, you know, 
that they're bringing in like Ahsoka and stuff. I still stand on the point that like, since the majority of people don't know who those characters are, that is them doing something that they've never done before and still staying away from that, that stuff in the sense that like. But it's still connected to Anakin though. That's, that's the point I'm making. It's not the character itself. It's that you're constantly bringing these characters in that are then drawing it back to the Skywalkers. Yeah, but you, w- w- what we're starting to do here is that we're we're starting to play like the Kevin Bacon game. Like, oh, it's so many steps away from stuff that still counts, and it's like, but it doesn't. This character that is, is not, a direct was never in of any Anakin of the movies. Skywalker, though, like it's not six degrees of separation. It's literally a straight connection. So the Leslie Headland stuff and the Taika stuff and the Ryan Johnson stuff. I am totally 100% excited for that because it has nothing to do, supposedly, we don't know, with anything that we've seen. That excites me like Mandalorian season one excited me. I can't help but feel like we're falling into this trap with the Mandalorian season two of we're bringing in characters that you already know. Like we're tying it back to a story that you already kind of know. And I just kind of question like, can... But nobody knows that story, Lacey. I disagree. I think a lot of people do know that story. And once they get into it, they're going to know it even more. I think there's a question here of do they fall back on the Skywalker story? And I think that they what? do often. Like it, if they were going to do an animated uh, animated show and they felt like the animated show wasn't really holding up very well. So they had to bring in characters like Luke Skywalker and stuff like sure. that. Like then that that starts to be the thing like oh they they tried to get away from this and they couldn't so they're they're bringing in these characters to to boost it up and get people interested again, um, and I I don't I actually don't really think I think that's maybe like sort of kind of where they're going with some of that stuff sure. when we talk about like the animated thing like Lando coming in you mentioned John but like at the end of the day. Rebels does not survive because Lando's in the show and they were able to be like you know we know you don't really care for the show but lando's coming back so please check it out it's like that's a it's a marketing bonus it's a way to kind of maybe hopefully get people there but it but they are but that show is not reliant on princess leia and mon mothma and lando showing up in specific episodes it definitely brought in all their own characters and stayed away from that stuff yeah i'm not dismissing anything by saying this, but devil's advocate, mm-hmm. a lot of people's favorite moments from Rebels or favorite Darth episodes Vader. are Vader versus Soka, Obi Wan versus Maul. Maul. Uh, a lot of that stuff is at the top of people's lists uh, when they do their top fives. Um, and I, I'm asking the question: uh, Has Star Wars created a new, a new? Has Star Wars created a new project that has no connection mm-hmm. to something that came before it? The answer is no. Uh, so can they do it and will people care and I don't know what the answer is to that but I don't know that they need to is, is my point I guess sure of course and I think a lot of the critiques that Star Wars has gotten in this Disney era is are they pulling too much from what we know yeah. are they falling back on the nostalgic stuff and the fan servicey stuff and then on the or flip are side, they taking risks some people say they're not doing it enough so it's like sure, this sure. juggling <laughs> sure. juggling game and james yeah, you, it, you bring up it's so weird I'm to not me trying to hammer you I, I can't you bring up yeah because i can't i can't side with this at all like you, it's so funny the way you guys are wording I, it I i'm like think, they're not it's like i don't think you could bring no up the Ryan movie Johnson fan thing, knows though. who ahsoka is i don't yeah. think you could bring up projects that haven't happened yet because if they don't happen then to me 
that is a part of, well, they couldn't pull it off. If allegedly Ryan Johnson is supposed to do this wholly brand new thing. Uh, and, you know, until we see those projects come out, they don't exist, in my opinion. They're not canon. They're just in development projects. I know what you I uh, completely get what you're saying and you're 100% valid in that. But in my mind, I, unless the project comes to a finalization, irrelevant. Because the, the whole point is successfully putting it out there and having it received by fans and accepted as a part of it, now the the canon at least it, it's a at least it's a big difference from having no project like every project that's announced is clearly tied to something that they've already done sure no you're right you're right there there's there's definitely a big difference between they have like as far as we know there's four projects there's cassian and, and obi-wan and those are definitely tied in Bad and then they yeah. have Oh well, I was I was looking at live action okay. stuff, but then they have the Leslie Headland thing and the, the Ryan Johnson thing. stuff, and those are. Yeah. I guess they have the Taika Waititi thing too, which we don't really know what that is, but potentially that also is something that they that is going to. It's not going to be Episode Ten, and w- I mean it may or may not tie into a character that we already know, but I feel like they probably would have said that it's it's going to revolve around this very big thing that is associated with the movies you've already seen. So it, I feel like if you had to roll the dice on it, it's more likely that it's going to be separated from this stuff than it is. Yeah. It's almost like three in a way. Um, also, which to me is, that seems like more the future. High Republic, like they'll, they'll probably deny this too, but I almost feel like Yoda might've been a late ad. I mean, like let's get something in there that can sell some books. You know, and they could have done without Yoda, but it would he needs to be there because he's been training Jedi for 800 years. Um, but then mm-hmm. again, that's a tie. So they're doing this whole brand new section. We've never explored it, but pop, there's Yoda right in the middle of things. So again, that one I got to cross off too. Um, one other thing as a side note I'm going to throw out there, it just came to my mind. Bo-Katan referring to Ahsoka Tano to Mandalorian before we see Ahsoka kind of ruins the reveal anyway. So I have a feeling, is it possible that that leak that came out was a controlled leak to stir up conversation? And to give fans, like you said, James, that don't know what's going on, being like, let me Google Ahsoka. Let me find out about this. (laughs) Let me figure out who this is. Because if they wanted to save Ahsoka for an in-show reveal, you don't have Bo-Katan say, you're going to go see Ahsoka Tano at this place. You have to deliver the line like she did. Yeah. She's like... Go ahead. Yeah, her name's Ahsoka Tano. No, she does like all dramatic. She's like, Ahsoka Tano. She's there. I... (laughs) I, I I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, I I kind of like understand a little bit like what you're what you're trying to make, but I, I I'm still just so stuck on that concept of these are these are stories that were tested at a lower level and performed really well. It's like a movie that like if you go see every movie that comes out big or small, then when you see a movie that was released in 500 theaters nationwide and you're like, oh, it's really great. And then eight weeks later, they're finally doing a wide release. You're like, that was eight weeks ago. Come on. Like, I, I like, I don't think that's the now same that thing. it's 
It is because <laughs> now that it's going wide, everybody's seeing it for the first time. This is something that that was that was proven here and is now being elevated as opposed to what we were talking about before. Where we were saying the sequel trilogy, they brought in Luke Skywalker and stuff to to try to convince people based on something they had already seen. That's going to coax them into the next project. Can they get away from that? Ahsoka and Bo-Katan coming into the show is absolutely not that at all. There's nothing about those characters showing up in The Mandalorian that is saying, you guys know Anakin's Padawan. That's the familiar stuff you love. We're adding it to the show to boost it up and, and make sure that you're keeping your eyes on these new characters that we're trying to introduce. It's like the exact opposite of that. I disagree. They already have I a think great getting, show with great new characters. <laughs> I think you're getting a little defensive because it's Rebels and Clone Wars. Because I know you really love those properties. I'm the one saying nobody watched those shows. I disagree. I'm the I think one a saying that that's new material to a lot of people. Because a lot of people watched it on Netflix, and then it was one of the top streaming shows, Clone Wars, on Disney+. Plus. Like, I, I get the irony here because, you know, we, we're pushing for um, Make Solo 2 happen, and that's as close mm. as it gets to familiar. It's Han Solo. Um, I'm just asking for, uh, how big is the galaxy, actually? Yeah, so I, I, I'm just saying they they haven't given us something that doesn't have pre-existing connections yet. Um, I don't care if they don't. I I am I think I'm cool with Star Wars being small uh, because mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. loved it for so long. And it, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But I'm also cool if they try something out. I'm just saying, will it work when 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 they do something that has zero connectivity from diehards to Oh, my uncle likes Star Wars because he he saw it uh, in the theater in 1980. You know what I mean? I don't I don't think you're ever going to have a property that is totally 100 percent because you're always going to get that aesthetic. And therefore, fans are going to say, but this is this is familiar. We've seen this kind of stuff before. I want new worlds. I want new different things to me. Like what I'm saying is like they have a choice to do an animated show. And they could do the Lando Calrissian show, or they could do Rebels, a group of people that have absolutely no connection to anything. And and they chose to go with Rebels, and then they bring in some of those characters just for fun and kind of show them around. But it's not it's not selling the show. That's not what the show is relying on. Did Rebel then when was Rebels successful because they brought Ahsoka in and the Clone Wars fans jumped over? No. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Because Rebels was successful in its in its first season anyway. Different show, right? The tone of it changed quite a bit over the four years. Little Kitty uh, first season got kind of serious season four. Like, it, it went through this evolution. I mean, kind of, but... It kind of grew up with Ezra, right? Yeah, my... <sighs> I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm trying to see like how do you guys not see two plus two equals four here? And and it's it's crazy to me because I can't understand how you can't see that they're they're not relying on the stuff that they have, or else they would only be putting out that content. We got the Mandalorian. We did not get um like a solo show or a Luke Skywalker yes. show or something like that. But they're allowed to do that stuff. Oh, yeah. Every time, every time you have like, 
like 100% of a project and that thing is new and it was really successful and everybody loved it. When they do the next one, they're going to bring in, you know, like they're going to do 60% new stuff in the sequel and then 40% stuff that's familiar to whatever. And it's all about drawing that line of how, where, how much familiar stuff you're bringing in. And I feel like Star Wars does a pretty good job at, at doing like maybe like a, I don't know, it's 75, 25 generally. Like some of that stuff carries over, but <laughs> there's enough new content every time they come out with like, um, uh, you know, Resistance or Rebels or Mandalorian probably more than anything. I'd, I'd say that one is like uh, 98 <laughs> 97% new. I mean, very, very little of that show is even familiar. Like you could say Bo-Katan, you could say uh, X-Wings, you know, some some Empire stuff, but I consider that stuff like aesthetic. It's really just characters. Yeah. Char- I don't know. I, ca- well, Star Wars is character first, in my opinion. It's, it's you know. Yeah. So, I, so I, you said the Empire, and I was like, well, I kind of don't really count that because like... <laughs> I don't know. When you're in a galaxy that was ruled by the Empire, it doesn't matter what pocket it is, someone is inevitably going to be like, Empire. Yeah, I, I think... <laughs> and you're like, there it is. There's the connection they rely on. I'm like, no, I, it isn't. I think it's not a connection they rely on. From from the diehard perspective, fans lean more towards wanting connectivity because just even farming questions for Will the Force or Ask the Resistance and stuff or even the Patreon It's always stuff, who will people, show up. How does like, this relate? Yeah, do you think Thrawn is going to show up in this? Do you think, and we all know who's asking those questions. I'm looking at you sooner, Thrawn. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Sooner um, or later, <laughs> I yeah. will keep asking I, about yeah. Thrawn. I think I even disagree with what you're saying there. Okay. That's not what That's not what Star Wars fans do. Oh, Okay. I completely I think, disagree, and that's why we got okay. who's Ray's mom for literally four years. <laughs> okay, here, here's here's why Star Wars fans are not going. Give us like all I want in my next property is this character, and and it totally be about that character. What they want and what they're usually asking for is. The side pocket. They say, let's let's move away, let's branch off, let's show us new characters, new worlds, new examples. And they do that pretty successfully. When when they get that, they're excited about that and they love those characters. They love those new things. People love Ray and Finn and Poe. It's all new. They love Kylo Ren. It's all new. But it's it's great when you get to see that new stuff that you love, that 75% meet up with that 25% that you're familiar with. You're talking, that's when it becomes really cool. You're talking sequels. And that's why you get a lot of questions. What? You're talking sequels, though. Which No, I'm not. I'm talking anything that, that any new property that comes out. Call it Rebels. Call it Mandalorian. They want Mandalorian. They don't want an Ahsoka show. They want Mandalorian. They, want, they want new. Show? They want fresh. Yes, they do not want an Ahsoka show. What they want is a new show and then they want to see those familiar characters enter into that new world they want the 25 to enter into the 75 world i don't know what they want i i mean i get questions all the time about you know are we gonna get this person as the villain remember episode nine people like do you think thrawn could come and be the villain like those questions happen all the time with diehard star wars fans 
My I think my, I think a lot of people really like the idea of solo, and that's uh, solo too. Sorry, that's arguing kind of against my point. We are we are arguing for a continuation of something that we've already not seen. We're arguing. We're discussing. <laughs> well, we're at different points. So. We're discussing. But, but my thing here is that I think if you were to pull the average fan, the average fan, the the people that are not into Star Wars or whatever, they saw Solo and they go, that was great. I liked it. It was fun. It was a good time. Do I want to see a sequel? I'd like them to go elsewhere. It would be cool if some of those characters showed up. That would be neat. I think that is the general answer. But but hardly do people say, no, I, I just want them to keep doing that same thing yeah again. but how many people Do it again, were like exactly the way it was solo was great because maul showed up that's my point i'm saying solo is not reliant on maul like the uh, solo is a can, bad example yeah, because it, can, can it's reliant on solo yeah what i'm saying is is rogue one is a great movie on its own it did not need darth vader but it got elevated because they brought in darth vader he does not carry the movie he he is not the reason that that story works that people he feel invested in that character he the because he only the box office is what he did you guys are impossible when it comes okay, to... Okay, we're not impossible. James, we just don't agree with James, you. James. Can Ro- you're can, you're saying on, that James, the, the movie was hold only on. successful, was only no, a good movie no. because Darth Vader was that. in it. James, can Rogue that. One be a great movie and also admit that Darth Vader helped boost box office returns because of how they marketed it? And it the was on the, he yes. was on the poster. He was in the trailer. Yes. I, I'm not denying that. Okay. But I think you guys are saying that it's it's such a huge reason that it was it was successful. No, I'm saying like I it's think you are, are basing it, it more on like if it wouldn't have had that, it wouldn't have worked. Dude, we're just saying that it got people that don't know who Rogue One is, what Rogue One is. It got their butts in the seats. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. It didn't. I love that movie. That movie's yeah. amazing. But it attracted people in with Darth Vader being that big shocking moment at the end of the trailer for him being on the poster that's what got people in so the that's kind of like where this question in my head was do do they need that do they need that to sell these properties what is that balance between bringing people in with that character or is it too much to be bringing in these characters every episode yeah i think when it comes to the rogue one thing i think you need to compartmentalize what I say about that. And Rogue One is an amazing is, movie. So, yeah. I love Rogue One. Uh, I love all the movies that have come out in the Disney era. Uh, I can also recognize that Disney is smart and they're like, this guy's around during this era. Let's put him in the movie. If he's going to be in the movie, we're slapping him on everything so we can make more money. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it doesn't mean it made the movie better, it doesn't mean it made the movie worse. It just is a brilliant and smart. marketing move yeah. yeah marketing move so when okay. i say that about like darth I, vader i'm not talking about the quality of the movie i love the movie either yeah. way so just we uh, again we, trying to make that clear here <laughs> we all we all agree that what's going on here is is you can't just like redo star wars you have to like tell the the story moving forward or whatever you have to tell other stories tomorrow there's a news and you're going to release in that process you're going to have something that is inherently new and different from the story that you've told before 
but it always helps when you bring in some of those familiar elements into the new show or into that new property where our stances are on this i fall on dis that where's that line that 2575 right i tend to think that disney is doing a very good job at moving forward away from all that stuff and doing just enough of that that fan you know payoff or or recognition i don't think we're saying they're doing a bad job though place that stuff I think you guys are saying that it relies on the There's a difference between saying that we think they bring in a lot and they're doing a bad job. That is two completely different opinions that we are not saying. You said that you liked Mandalorian when it was season one and it didn't have all the stuff that was familiar. And I also said I liked this season as well. (laughs) But you would like it more if it wasn't doing this. I didn't say that. I said... I question how many people they're bringing in. You're taking this as well, a... Then what are we talking about? It, You're taking this as a negative, man. You're taking this as like, I'm saying it's not good mm-hmm. because they're bringing in those characters. I just question, do they need to bring them in or not? I'm not saying it's bad that they are. And I'm not saying they're doing a bad job at what the ratio that they're bringing people in because we're only, what, halfway through the season? I'm just questioning, do they need to? We need to separate this. I absolutely, (laughs) well, I absolutely feel that the question does start, which is our discussion, does Star Wars rely too much on familiarity? And we come up with an answer. I say, absolutely, no, they don't. It's there, it exists, but they are doing a good job at, at moving forward and telling plenty of other stories that do not have to do, that do not, that rely on the familiarity familiarity of those other things whereas the vibe that i get from you two and you can clarify differently i think you generally say it's not a bad thing but yes they do they need those darth vaders to sell the movies they need those lando calrissians to put rebels into a position where people are actually watching it i disagree and i totally think mandalorian for for 90 percent of people who are watching the show is all new. Well, Mandalorian, 100% again, the, the Baby Yoda factor changes everything. You could have made that... Because it looks like Yoda? Because it's a... No, because it exploded... It's 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 the... Where's the beef? It's a thing that transcends <laughs> time. It's, it's, it's a pop mm-hmm. culture explosion. There's people I know who never watched Star Wars before who are getting up and watching The Mandalorian because of that freaking character. So I think The mm-hmm. Mandalorian is tough to say, see, it worked because of that guy, that variable. Um, yeah. And I understand. I, I, I feel like that it's just so many other so, examples, and, you know, that just point to that's the direction Lucasfilm is aware of. And that's the direction I they're moving. I think you, it's, we have, we do these discussions a lot and a lot of times for whatever reason, like James, you're on one side and Lacey and I are on the other side, but her and I are coming from two different angles and you think we're both saying the same thing. What I'm trying to say is I haven't seen Star Wars create a product that didn't reintroduce existing popular characters, regardless of what type of fan you are. Uh, They haven't done it yet. They haven't told a new story that said, I have no idea what's happening here. Uh, I don't know anyone or anything like that. If they do it, fine. If they don't, cool. Can they do it? Can they pull it off? And will it be a draw? Uh, We haven't seen that yet. So I'm just curious if it's something that can be done. 
at a high level. I guess, I guess my, just my quick thing to that is I just, I don't know what you're asking for because I don't think that would ever exist. Oh, they would never do that. All right. So, so the Leslie uh, Headland thing, which is supposed to be that you don't think is going to come to fruition. No, no, no. I guess it, it depends on what, what you mean, because I, I'm, I'm assuming that things like the aesthetics of Star Wars. No, no, no. I don't mean the, uh, oh, okay. a barrel that looks like a, a spittoon <laughs> from the Tatooine Cantina. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking characters that have history mm-hmm. enriched in the lore and canon. Like Leslie yes. Headland ends up to be doing the Doctor Al- Afra series. No, the, yeah, and and that would be that would be different, but I I don't think that is the case because they've clarified that her series is characters we've never seen before in a pocket that we've never seen before, yeah. and and even even if those characters meet up with certain characters that we have, I still fight that side. But I understand you're saying that then that immediately qualifies and, because you're bringing in another and my, character. My last point on this disqualifies. The, I don't the, know if the I biggest that. flex <laughs> here is obviously Disney. Uh, what kind of risks do they want to take with this? IP, uh, especially with them getting absolutely hammered this year financially, do they want to green light a $100 million series that has zero connection to anything that anyone has seen in Star Wars? Uh, That's a hard sell to me. So, and again, they just did it with Mandalorian. I don't get this. First of all, that was before they took the hit. (laughs) And that that was John Favreau pitching a Boba Fett series and them saying, no, you can go do this. You everything that's fair. Everything you've made has turned to gold. We're feeling kind of there, comfortable. There's about a this. there's a huge significant difference between Leslie Headland's show being Doctor Afra, a character that that uh, that's not fans happening. That, know that was a hypothetical versus yeah. versus her creating a brand new character for a yeah. whole new audience, and then Doctor Afra showing up somewhere in the show. Especially when you consider that for the most part. Nobody even knows who Dr. Afra is. So that's still, for 90% of fans, a new character that's never been Which touched before. Not, so the, it's so it be still Dr. stands, Afra. I know, but I'm saying it still stands that when when the 90% tile of Star Wars fans watch that show, it's all new to them. Even if there's tons of things that they don't even recognize are things that have already been utilized before in other properties. I just, yeah. They're like, I don't know any Look, of these characters or people or whatever. You're not wrong. I, I, it's all new to them. I, but where you lost me was when you started getting into the Ryan Johnson thing and the, the stuff that hasn't been made yet. Uh, because if it's not made, then that almost swings it th- to the other way, in my opinion. But, uh, you know, again, I I think th- what, hap- what has happened this year, at least for the next couple of years change the game for Lucasfilm and for Disney where they're going to play it a little safer um, to try and make up some, some losses and they're going to take less risks. Um, so, and that's just my speculation on that, but Disney's all about business and dollars. So if they decide to make an animated series with Lucan and Leia, instead of doing an animated series about some pirates over in the outer rim. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. No. <laughs> yes, okay. All right. Well, uh, do you, all right. So, uh, Lacey, you have any final thoughts? And I'll let James close us out. <sighs> Not really. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, James, do, do I think I've said further? what I wanted to say. <laughs> <sighs> um, we're, we're all sighing. We're like, oh. Yeah, I know. I, 
Yeah, I mean, I've on we've said all of our points holiday. so many times. Yeah, I just I I I guess my like final thoughts, and everybody knows what it is. I I just feel like Disney has done a really good job at at yeah. recognizing that people don't want the same content repeated. They want something new and fresh. But if if you break away from something that's new and fresh, like you have Die Hard One, oh wow, that's awesome, we loved it. We're gonna do Die Hard Two. Bruce Willis isn't in it. It's like you break away from that too much. It's never gonna work. You you have to have that blend of old and new, and it's always gonna exist. And in my opinion, I think a lot of the things that we're discussing tonight are are things that are saying like, um, you know, hey it's connected because this character knew this person and this person yeah. knew this, and this was from this other show and stuff. And I'm like, but I, I still think that the mass majority of people who are going to be watching Leslie Hedlund's show or Ryan Johnson's trilogy, or even in this case of something that we have tangible, the Mandalorian people don't know these, these connections. If they do ultimately decide to add them to those other shows too, there, there are ways to get some fans involved and feel excited. Like there's a little bit of a crossover there, but to the mass majority of people who are watching these, these things, they don't know who like say a Dr. Aphra is. They don't know what Mandalorians are. They don't know who Ahsoka or Bo-Katan are. And these characters being brought in are just like, they're watching the show on a regular basis going, man, I'm really surprised they haven't brought in anything that's like Darth Vader or Luke or some sort of connection to something that we're familiar with. This show is just all new content, hundred percent new content, Yeah, you know, and it's very small amount of people that are going, but it's like, it's like. But 10 90 percent new content i would just like to say i don't think disney's doing a bad job i feel like that's been no. twisted in this conversation and i don't think that they are no yeah we all like what's been going on <laughs> um but anyway um you don't get a lot of people didn't get to sit around their tables this thanksgiving and argue with relatives so we wanted to give you that experience <laughs> apparently right um <laughs> And next week, Luke Skywalker is going to show up in The Mandalorian and just blow the whole thing up. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, no, but this was this was an interesting discussion and a fun one because, um, you know, varying point of views on this and I think all good points. Um, and the, the bottom line is we all love where it goes, so uh, which is mm-hmm. always a good thing. So um, definitely let us know in the comments what you think. Uh, where do you sit on this? Or do you have a completely different vantage point that we haven't brought up that you can inject into this conversation down in the comments of course hit us up on twitter at rbatswnn uh instagram the resistance broadcast or if you're shy and you just want to say like you know i want to you know tell you guys but i don't want to get dragged that's a thing at resistance broadcast at gmail.com uh so but now we are going to hear from you because we're going to do uh uh a little bit of uh a little fun in resistance transmissions All right, guys, it's time for Resistance Transmissions. So as you guys know, every week, John puts up a crazy, wacky situation, and you guys give your answers. So this past week, the situation was, create a Mandalorian episode scenario in Resistance Transmissions. Mando is on his next mission. Pick a character, what they do to help Mando, and what job Mando has to do to earn it. Example, Greedo will give Mando a bounty if he removes McClunky from Disney+. Plus. <laughs> nice. All right. First up is Joey Sack at Joey Sack. 
what's up joey what how's up, it going joey? uh he got his handle so he did yeah yeah he said uh maul will give mando the dark saber if mando can locate kenobi <laughs> <laughs> Next up is Matt Skywalker at MIB1188. And Matt said, Leia will give the child a loth kitten if Mando can locate some rare hair care products from Alderaan. <laughs> Missing the buns. Yeah. Next is Kevin Lewis at Thrawn Zon Fan. Hey, Kevin. And he said, um, Ahsoka Tano will help Din get the Darksaber for Bo-Katan if he helps her rescue Ezra Bridger. That's a legit one. That is, yeah. Right? And I threw it in there just because it felt like... Um, that would be like cool. A, yeah. Next up is Mello at a Gray Jedi. Hey, Mello. How's it going? Mello Long time no chat. A little bit of a Batu. Very jealous. Nice. Mm-hmm. Mello said, Cammy from Tashi Station will help Mando if he helps her find Luke so he can pick up his power converters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like that one, Mello. That was really good. That is good. Next up is Ian Klein at Coach underscore Ian. And Ian says, Hondo will help Mando if Mando helps bring Hondo into live action Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> is that meta? Is that considered meta? You, you know what's weird about that one is that out of all of these, they all basically read the same way, but that was the first one that I, I heard as like a Neanderthal, like Hondo help Mando if Mando help you know, Hondo. I, I, have to, I have to break the fourth wall here. Sometimes these tweets are written in a way that is, is tough to sell, uh, especially if they add a GIF or something, and I took out a lot of meat out of this tweet to get it to the bare bones oh sorry to, ian yeah sorry ian <laughs> next up is mark at duh underscore so I'm, kind I'm underscore awaken so <laughs> to kind of vacants mark, mark said droopy mccool will give mando flute lessons and a spot in the max rebo band if mando can get some botox for droopy so that he won't be so droopy then he can change his name to facelift mccool <laughs> wow <laughs> i don't know why i read that like tweet as like a norm mcdonald bit i don't know i just thought that was funny next is alex zukas at zubaka and alex said jacked fish will show mando the way through the planet core if mando shows jacked fish the way but he spelt way w-h-e-y <laughs> way protein alex is like the biggest hype man for jacked fish alex we need to get like alex a poster of jacked fish sticker <laughs> or something and last but not least is Brian Ward at Brian E. Ward, who said, Kara Dune will help Mando find the forest planet of Corvus if he stops wearing a mask. <laughs> oh, I, geez, I laughed so Brian. hard at the... Br- Brian is funny, man. Brian, Guys, a, thank you so much. Artist too. Yeah. yeah, thank you so much for being a part of the show. We really appreciate it. If you want to be on the show next time, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and look for the scenario every week usually tuesday thursday no tuesday wednesday um with hashtag resistance transmissions back to you john all right yeah thanks everybody for listening or watching and being part of trb we hope you enjoyed the episode we hope you enjoyed the discussion uh sometimes we debate stuff and we go at it but we're still friends we're still sharing our uh thanksgiving desserts and coffees so cheers to everybody out there hope you're uh having a good weird thanksgiving staying safe 
Uh, we hope you had fun with us here. Make sure you do subscribe to the show, though, because right now we're on a slate of three episodes every week. That includes Monday and Thursday for TRB right here. But, of course, uh, like tomorrow, the Mando Fan Show live, 8.30 East on uh, YouTube.com slash Star Wars News Net Videos. We have Yoshi Vu coming back on the show, and a lot of people loved when Yoshi was on uh, TRB. Uh, mm-hmm. But he's going to come back and, and uh, spit some uh, art knowledge uh, about Mando, and we're going to have fun with him there. And uh, again, subscribing is key because that show uh, is going to be on all the podcast apps and the channel if you can't make it live. Uh, so you got three episodes from us every week. Subscribing and hitting the bell on for the YouTube folks uh, is important because then you get the email. Hey, yeah. TRB's out there. Go watch it. Um, Star Wars News Net for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, all that great stuff. Uh, and what else? What else can we say? Um, t-shirts at Teespring. You guys know how to find that. Weird Brothers uh, for the coffee. And uh, I was going to say, it's been a weird year, but you can kick us from Weird Brothers Coffee. Some weird Brothers Coffee. Yeah, go to their website and just look up Resistance Brew and pick up a bag. And it's a great stocking stuffer. So there you go. And it helps small mm-hmm. business, which again, in a crazy year, it's a great thing. Uh, so um, that's it. So uh, again, happy Thanksgiving, giving everybody. We know it's a, a crazy and weird uh time we so hang in there and we hope we got your mind off things if you couldn't be with your family you're part of our family so how about that so uh for james Lacey and myself i'm john uh we'll see you tomorrow on the mando fan show and of course monday morning right here on the resistance broadcast we'll see you around kids <laughs>